1: For Wednesday, September 28th, as the uh, month of September is is drifting away right in front of our eyes, as we are heading into week of the nfl season we're about to be done a a quarter of the season which is hard to believe i am your host james seltzer and with me as always my man the greatest man from the great white north as far as i'm concerned (laughs) you can follow him on twitter at statsman 22 mr paul bruno paul how are you sir
2: i'm doing well as normal that's uh Normal status for me. I'm I'm excited about the upcoming week. It's a great time to be uh, around the sports scene, though, isn't it? The pennant race is winding down, getting ready for the baseball playoffs. Hockey season around the corner, and my hockey podcast has taken flight. And uh, we're talking football today, and I love it.
1: Look at that. And don't forget basketball. I'm in Philadelphia, and we're finally excited about basketball again. It's been a very long time, Paul. So we've got (laughs) Ben Simmons. We might have Joel Embiid. So... You know, but that—that's we got a pretty
2: a, good team. We got a pretty good team up here too. Yeah,
1: no, I, I uh, Masai Ujiri is, is a good, a uh, good general manager. I think he knows his
2: stuff. Yes, he's doing, he is. So. There we go. That's
1: that's the extent of our basketball talk. We'll save that for when the <laughs> RotoWire DFS podcast gets back to doing basketball. But as it is, Paul, let's jump in on this football slate we're talking wide receivers for week four today and um let's start off at the top um and we'll just lump Antonio Brown in he is the only receiver over 9,000 this week at 9,400 then we got about nine other guys in that 8,000 and above range Paul so with these more higher priced options who's kind of leaning out to you
2: well uh I got to look at a guy like an Allen Robinson against any time you're facing that porous in defense, you got to take notice of the top guys who are getting a lot of targets. This guy's had 31 targets in three games. That tied for seventh uh, in the uh, whole league. He's got 16 catches for 183 yards, two TDs as well. Beyond him, uh, on the other side of the ball, I'm looking at Brandon Cooks. Uh, he he has uh, averaged 14.5 points per week. He's 15 for 24 with two TDs. And then finally in this group, Mike Evans of Tampa Bay looks good to me, even though he's facing Denver. But I, I am a big uh, DeMarcus Ware fan, and I think they're going to miss him a little bit. And uh, Evans is one of the league leaders in targets with 38, caught 21 balls for 301 yards and three TDs.
1: Yeah, I love Mike Evans just based on the fact of the type of targets he's getting. Uh, I don't really care if he's playing Denver or the 85 Bears or whatever. Mike Evans at $8,000 is a good price and a good value just based on volume alone. If you look back to that week two tough contest where Tampa basically had everything go wrong against Arizona... Mike Evans still put up 70 and a touchdown, so uh, I do think that he is, and that was against Patrick Peterson, so I do think that he is somewhat matchup-proof. The only other name that I'll point out in here, and it's, it's probably my favorite name from the group, uh, is Allen Robinson at 8,300. That Indy defense is bad, like really bad, and we just saw them... Uh, not show up last week. I I expect a similar situation this week. Robinson didn't have a ton of yardage but got those two touchdowns and looks to be back on track at least a little bit. Must-win game for the Jags, obviously. I think Gus might get left in London, Paul, uh, if they don't pull this one out. (laughs) Uh, It's becoming an annual tradition to have one of those coaches left over there. But I think at 8,300 against that beat-up, depleted Indy secondary, that wasn't very good to begin with. Uh, I really like Alan Robinson. All right, Paul, let's move on to that seven to 8,000 range. A lot of names in here. A lot of interesting names, too. Uh, who in this range is kind of your top guys?
2: Well, um, I'm going to stay off desk, Brian. That might shock what? you today, But We're waiting for what? the MRI results. Hold on, so. hold
1: on. Can someone <laughs> check on Paul for me? Is there anyone up in Canada who can check to make sure Paul's okay?
2: I'm going to stay off him until I hear the MRI (laughs) results there. Uh, And and I'm kind of curious to see if Kelvin Benjamin has a bounce back week. in him. he was only targeted once last week against Minnesota, but we've touted them as one of the better pass defenses around. He's got a much better matchup against uh, Atlanta this week. And he's a a good value. I think at 7,700 bucks for a bounce back performance. In addition, I like Amari Cooper uh, of Oakland. This guy's got 29 targets ranking him in the top 10. He's collected 15 balls for 270 yards. So that's a big play receiver. Who's yet to find the end zone? But out of this group, the guy that I like the most is uh, a guy that's coming on like gangbusters, and that's Marvin Jones of Detroit in against Chicago for 7,600 bucks. 20 points per week. This guy's averaging, leading the league with 408 yards and pass receptions. 29 targets puts him in the top 10. And uh, those are a lot of crooked numbers. And and this is not a very good Chicago team. They're really banged up on both sides of the ball. So that defense is on the field a lot. And uh, I think that the the quarterback in detroit likes to throw the ball around a little bit we know that so i think jones is going for a big day there and then uh a guy that i like every week uh, as long as he's a, a red zone threat and, and a frequent target of carson palmer and that's larry fitzgerald it's 7500 bucks 32 targets puts him well into the top 10 he's collected 20 balls already for over 200 yards and three touchdowns uh final pick there um I'm going to look wonder about Jarvis Landry, but it'll depend on his health. Uh, He's caught at least seven balls in each of the last three in each of the three games so far has 35 targets ranking him third in the league with 24 catches. But again, be wary of his uh, injury status. He's nursing a uh, wonky shoulder right now.
1: Yeah. I like a lot of guys in this range. A lot of the guys you mentioned to start. I'm a big fan of this week. I like Amari Cooper a lot. I like Marvin Jones a lot. Uh, I also am in on Jarvis Landry. I think he will be healthy. Um, and, and then uh, the other name you mentioned in there as well as Larry Fitzgerald. I agree with all of those. I think all four of those for the price are really nice plays this week. I will add in uh, two more names from this group. Uh, first is Calvin Benjamin. I know he had a awful goose egg performance yep. last week, which no one saw coming. Uh, Minnesota's defense, I think I said it last week too, Paul. I think they're a top 5D in this league potentially one of the best defenses out there Um, and Atlanta is not (laughs) the opposite look we just saw Drew Brees just you know shred him and obviously his defense didn't do him any favors but um, you know we saw how how bad that uh, Atlanta defense is I think Calvin Benjamin comes back big this week uh, I am worth, I, I think the 7,700 is the right price for him. Uh, so I think that's uh, worth getting back on the Kelvin Benjamin train. The other name that jumps out to me too, really, 7,100, Sevon Diggs, I like just because the Giants secondary, not nearly as good as that one he faced last week in Carolina, like Diggs again. but But the guy below him is the most interesting name in the entire wide receiver group this week. Because he's going to play quarterback, too. Terrell Pryor coming in at 7,000. We saw, first of all, he had a, a monster receiving game last week, looking to be very good with Cody Kessler there. But even more so, just those snaps at quarterback, the ability for him to get rushing yards, complete some passing yards, that's just such a giant value for a wide receiver. We always talk about quarterbacks being the highest scoring players in fantasy. You've got a chance to get a guy who's got wide receiver upside and also some quarterback options. So at 7,000 Thoreau prior one of my favorite plays of the week here, Paul. All right, Paul, let's move on. 6,000 to 7,000, there's a lot of value in this range. It's, it's kind of a lot to take in with how many names are in here and how many interesting ones, Paul. Who jumps out to you?
2: Well, first of all, we got to discount the guys that are dinged up. There's Floyd, Malcolm Floyd is on the concussion protocol, uh, so ignore him at the 6,500 slot as well as Corey Coleman uh, for Cleveland with a fractured hand. He's going to be out for four to six weeks, so that's some injury news in this its bracket. But uh, the guys that w- I'm targeting are veteran guys at the top of the list. Emmanuel Sanders for 6,900 bucks, averaging 13.7 points with 29 targets so far this week uh, this year. That puts him in the top 10. Uh, James and he's collected 17 catches and 205 yards and two TDs. Deshaun Jackson right with him. Twelve point three points per game. He's collected 14 balls for 238 yards and a TD, and is a deep threat against a very porous Cleveland uh, defense. I like that uh, the opportunity for the Washington offense to get untracked a little bit there. And uh, Mike Wallace of the surprising Ravens, uh, so far he gets to go against maybe the worst defense, certainly worst pass defense in my estimation in the league, and that's the uh, Oakland Raiders. Uh, and uh, he's he's got 10 catches and 18 targets, 166 yards, three TDs already. I think he's going to pad all those stats. And then uh, I'll give you one more, and that's Travis Benjamin of the Chargers against another defense that we've been slagging every week. Uh, uh, Benjamin's put up 13.8 points per week, and I think he's going to raise that with a good performance against the Saints.
1: I love, love, love Travis Benjamin this week in a big way. Before I tell you who else I love in this in this. Little bracket of receivers here, Paul. Let me remind everyone that football is back, and that means that FanDuel's back, and this year it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded their entire They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans, and they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now and just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half-wing cash... Or you can even settle a score with Friends in FanDuel's brand new Friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams. Plus, new features ensure a fair and level playing field. The Friends thing is is great. I play with my buddies every week. I won last week. Suck it, fellas. It was awesome. Uh, so, you know, it, it's fun, too, because you can keep track all season long and, and see how much you're beating your buddies by. And and I I say this every week. Every time I, I, I talk about FanDuel, but... Uh, like season long just isn't as fun anymore. There are too many injuries. There's too much change over week to week. There's too much uncertainty. Uh, DFS is really the way to go. FanDuel is the way to go. It is just more fun. You have so much more control over your roster on a weekly basis, and you're not getting as screwed by injuries and stuff like that. Uh, it really is the way to go right now. So you know, Remember, you can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer FanDuel, you can be sports rich. Plus, we have a special offer for new users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com slash RW. Now, not only do you get the free subscription, but you get to spend that $10 on FanDuel. So you're spending $10 that you get to play with, and you get the free subscription for over $40 in value for just $10. bucks. is what we call a deal. Just go to fanduel.com slash RW. All right, Paul, uh, we both agree heavily on Travis Benjamin big fan of him especially at this pri- at that price this week um, a few of the other names that stand out. You did mention a few of the injured guys. Dante Moncrief sitting at 6,000. He will not be back, so remember that. Uh, I doubt they even let him fly to London, so don't worry about that one. Unlike Gus, who they won't let fly back. Um, right, Paul, I actually really like the names that you put out uh, this week. I don't have a ton to add in this range, but um, just a couple names that stand out to me as well. Michael Crabtree, especially in cash games, has just been so, so consistent. You can count on the targets. You can count on the yards. He might not find the end zone every week, but he's going to be very consistent for 6,500 Baltimore. Not a very good secondary. The solid pieces of the secondary are going to be more worried about Amari Cooper. I like Michael Crabtree. Uh, And then going down just $1,000, Tyrell Williams. Uh, Speaking of Travis Benjamin, this New Orleans defense is awful. It's so bad. Atlanta made them look like I felt like I could play defense better than New Orleans did in that Monday night game. So Tyrell Williams at 6,400 in my mind, a really nice value there. And then one guy, uh, at right at 6,000 who I like, and, uh, it was one of Paul's plays last week and he was dead on because the guy had a long touchdown. Very good call by Paul there. Jameson Crowder. He looks like he is a uh, kind of cousins go to guy when he's in trouble. Deshaun Jackson is hurt. Might not even play. Uh, I really like Jameson Crowder against what we've seen to be an atrocious Cleveland secondary. So uh, I I like that Washington passing game in general. Garcon also at 6,000, but... Who would have thought it? I would take Jameson Crowder over Garcon it's 10 times out of 10. All right, Paul, let's get into those real values. Let's uh, Instead of going down to, uh, all the way to five, why don't we go 5,900 down to 5,500, and then we'll go from 5,500 down to the bottom to split it up a little bit. Who in this little window here where there's a fair amount of names of uh, 5,500, let's say, going from, from Eddie Royal up to uh, at 5,900, we've got Ted Ginn sitting there. Are there any names in that group to jump out to you?
2: I'm going to give you one, and uh, I'll leave a few of them for you uh, this time. Tavon Mm -hmm. Austin is the guy that I'm on. Even though he faces a pretty tough Arizona defense, I like the fact that he – has 29 targets on his ledger. That's averaging 10 uh, a week. Uh, he's converted him into 14 catches and 145 yards in a TD there. Uh, of course, we can mention the likes of Victor Cruz, but I'm tired of talking about him. So every flip, week, flip, we got to do the you, salsa man. action every flip week. it back to you. I don't want to talk about that. No, day. I'm with you. And <laughs>
1: guess what? I've been on Victor Cruz all season. I am not this week. I don't want anyone going against this Minnesota defense. I I know that sounds silly, but look, they just shut down Carolina. Ten points. Cam had, what, three picks. Looked awful. This mini defense is for real. They are a total stay away, especially in DFS. I understand in season long if you've got a guy you can't get away from. In DFS, there's absolutely no reason to take that risk. Um, Two guys who do stand out to me in this range, one we talked about last week in Taj Sharp. Um, I know that he didn't have the best week last week, but I think the targets are going to be there. Houston reeling from that Thursday night loss. And then, of course, the J.J. Watt news. You have to figure that'll take the wind out of their sails at least a little bit. Good defense, but uh, I think the Tennessee will move the ball a little bit, and Tajay Sharp is really their only go-to guy. Uh, and then the last guy is the guy at the bottom who I mentioned, Eddie Royal. Um, looked, has looked good so far for Chicago. Is, is clearly the kind of the number two option there. I know Kevin White is, but... Eddie Royal's the go to in the slot. He's, he's gotten more targets than Royal. So, not more targets, excuse me, more conversions. Royal's, uh, White has actually gotten a fair amount of targets. He just hasn't converted them. Um, so I do like Eddie Royal at 5,500. All right, Paul, let's. Uh, Let's, uh, as my favorite saying, let's uh, get to where the bread is buttered. Paul, fifty-five or excuse fifty-four hundred and under. Who are the top top values on the board today, Paul?
2: Well, I'm going to go right up to the top of that section and say there's three names right there that I'm looking at really closely. Robert Woods, he uh, was six for seven for fifty-one yards modest totals. Uh, last week, 11 for 15 in terms of catches versus targets for 81 yards. But I think if Watkins is sidelined, that moves him up in the pecking order in the, among the receivers. And, and he'll be targeted more. And I, sh- I think he's in line for bigger yards in this matchup against New England. Then uh, Seth Roberts at $5,400 for Oakland against that tough Baltimore team. He's a guy that uh, on the year has two TDs, a short yardage guy, maybe a red zone threat too. Uh, so it could be a factor in this one. And uh, uh, anytime there's a New England Patriot guy in this range, i got to consider him particularly when it's Danny Amendola. This guy, only 10, uh, 10 uh, ca- attempts in his way, but nine of them have been converted. With, for two TDs so far this year, I could see him being more of a factor in this uh, key divisional matchup. And then finally, um, Michael Thomas uh, from New Orleans. This is a pass-happy offense. We saw him collect seven balls for 71 yards on Monday. On the year, he's got a TD and 185 yards on uh, 22 targets. So he could be busy again in this matchup against a team that I don't really fear in terms of their pass defense. And then I'm going to highlight another Cowboy receiver. Surprise, surprise in mm-hmm. this range. And that's Cole Beasley. This guy finally caught a pass that resulted in more than a 20-yard game. But he's been targeted 25 times so far this year and gained 213 yards in three games. That's pretty good production and an average of 10.4 fantasy points for FanDuel every week. And that's the high in this range.
1: Paul, we are on the same page. I don't have anything to add here because my two guys from this range were Cole Beasley. I'm actually going your way there with the Cowboys. But a really nice matchup there, and I think it's especially a nice matchup for Beasley. San Francisco really struggles covering the slot, so I I do like that matchup. And then the other guy you mentioned is Michael Thomas. Look, we saw what he can do on Monday night. Breeze clearly trusts him. Sneed still hurt. I don't know if he's going to go, and if he does go, he's certainly not going to be 100%. Uh, so Michael Thomas against the San Diego defense that has actually been better against the top receivers on teams. I'm less bullish on Cooks, more bullish on a guy like Michael Thomas at that price. So um, those were the names that jumped out to me as well. All right, Paul and I will be back tomorrow. Paul, we're gonna talk some tight ends and defenses tomorrow.
2: Absolutely, looking forward to it. And I might even talk about my favorite player again. Uh-oh, uh-oh, might get some <laughs>
1: Jason Witten talk tomorrow. Who's excited? <laughs> That's going to do it for the RodaWire DFS podcast for Wednesday, September 28th. Paul and I will be coming your way again tomorrow with some tight end and defense action. But again, for today, for the wide receivers preview for week four, for Paul Bruno, I'm James Seltzer. Thank you for listening to the RotoWire DFS podcast.